Welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I'm Sammy Skorstad. Together, we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The books of the moment for today's episode are The Hate You Give and Concrete Rose by Angie Thomas. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this duology in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The Hate You Give is perhaps one of the most recommended novels in the entire genre of YA, and for good reason. This novel discusses a variety of themes, including identity, blackness, identity, and blackness, the weaponizing of stereotypes against black people, racism and police brutality, community and loyalty, and the cyclical nature of racialized poverty. Concrete Rose is the much-anticipated sequel, prequel, published <laughs> just after The Hate You Give. Angie Thomas was born, raised, and still resides in Jackson, Mississippi. She is a former teen rapper whose greatest accomplishment was having an article about her in Write On magazine. She holds a BFA in creative writing. The Hate You Give is her first novel. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the books, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurbs on the back of both books for the sake of contextualizing them, because usually I would just do one, but they are two independent stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for The Hate You Give, quote, 16-year-old Star Carter moves between two worlds, the poor neighborhood where she lives and the fancy suburban prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is shattered when Star witnesses a fatal shooting of her childhood best friend Khalil at the hands of a police officer. Khalil was unarmed. Soon afterward, his death is a national headline. Some are calling him a thug, maybe even a drug dealer and a gangbanger. Protesters are taking to the streets in in Khalil's name. Some cops and the local drug lord try to intimidate Star and her family. What everyone wants to know is what really went down that night. And the only person alive who can answer that is Star. But what Star does or does not say could upend her community. It could also endanger her life. Inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement, this is a powerful and gripping YA novel about one girl's struggle for justice. And the blurb on the back of Concrete Rose is, quote, If there's one thing 17-year-old Maverick Carter knows, it's that a real man takes care of his family. As the son of a former gang legend, Mav does that the only way he knows how, dealing for the King Lords. With this money, he can help his mom, who works two jobs while his dad's in prison. Life's not perfect, but with a fly girlfriend and a cousin who always has his back, Mav's got everything under control. Until, that is, Maverick finds out he's a father. Suddenly he has a baby, seven, who depends on him for everything. But it's not so easy to sling dope, finish school, and raise a child. So when he's offered the chance to go straight, he takes it. In a world where he's expected to amount to nothing, maybe Mav can prove he's different. When King Lord blood runs through your veins, though, you can't just walk away. Loyalty, revenge, and responsibility threaten to tear Mav apart, especially after the brutal murder of a loved one. He'll have to figure out for himself what it really means to be a man. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so for a little bit of context, we did almost a year ago to the date actually try to record an episode about The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. Um, we did record it. Uh, it was just back before we had our wonderful sponsor, Anchor, uh, in which, <laughs> hey, plug it whenever you can, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before we used Anchor to record um, and our audio through our little Discord bot that's been discontinued um, was always horrible. And it was so crunchy audio that I could not, you know. It was not salvageable. It, it was not salvageable. So we ended up... Um, Having to trash, yeah, having to scrap that episode. 
Uh, but when we heard Concrete Rose was coming out, we were kind of like, okay, maybe we can revisit the hate the hate you give uh, again in the future. And um, it's the future. It so, is the future. It's the future. Uh, that being said, read it <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it has been a year since I read The Hate You Give. I've seen the movie a couple of times now, so like I'm familiar, obviously, with it's like a pretty timeless story, I think. Um, but reading Concrete Rose, I definitely was like, there's something I'm forgetting from The Hate You Give that is supposed to make me go, oh, connection. Uh, but I don't know what it is. And so I think I, I was reading this and I was kind of like, shit, I should have reread it Mm -hmm. or at least just gone through like an online guide of the book, you know? Um, yeah. I even forgot what Seven's name was. I was just like, I know his name is not King. Yeah. No, there's no, I'm like, there's no way. Like that's, I was like, that just doesn't sound familiar. I know it's not King. And then it was seven. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I remember that. Right. But. No, I, I felt the same way. And then I was, uh, I, I think it allowed me to be like surprised throughout yeah. the book though. Like when he realized, when Mav realizes that Aisha's kid is his kid, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Like I was having a real reaction to it instead of being like, you knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered all of the shit that went down with, like, mm, Aisha and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, because then she ends up having a daughter. Because remember when she's pregnant yeah. in this book, too, after Seven? She has a daughter. And I remember, I don't know if it was just in the movie or the book. Because, like, now I'm, like, mixing up <laughs> what happened in the no. movie and the book. Um, but they kind of, like, help out her, too. Because Aisha's just... Right. I mean, King is just a piece of shit, so. Yeah. 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 It's you a know? whole, all the family dynamics are very yeah, interesting. You know what? Because what happened in, like, a few of, there were a few things that happened, like, or lines and stuff in Concrete Rose where I was like, oh, Angie Thomas definitely is, like, on the internet and looking at what <laughs> people are saying yeah. about things and is, like, careful to include certain perspectives and all of that which is awesome mm-hmm. and one thing is like biggest red flag in a guy is when he calls women females yeah and king just calls like females he calls women yeah. females and i was like yeah okay there you go <laughs> i am um, one thing i did remember and i don't know why i remembered this but in the very beginning of concrete rose when um Mav and Lisa are talking, and Mav gives Lisa, like, the necklace. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That is, like, a story they told their kids in The Hate You Give. Oh, I didn't remember that. And so I was like, oh, wait. Cute. That's cute. Um, I thought it was really interesting to read, like, because, okay, so I remember when we heard that Concrete Rose was coming out, and I believe both of us thought the same thing, that it was going to be about Khalil. Right. Um, yes and so when we found out that it was Mav I was like oh I'm so intrigued because Mm -hmm. arguably Mav is like one of the best like dad characters I've read in a YA novel probably yeah I agree and and now it makes sense why you know because we got to see his like his backstory and Mm -hmm. how he became a dad and like how he's like okay I'm you know I'm a father now and I gotta 
figure that out <laughs> and what and, uh, to do. I just love too how Angie Thomas wrote his love for mm-hmm. Seven. And mm-hmm. like obviously Star was not born, who's the main character in the hate you give. Star was not born in Concrete Rose Concrete Rose yet. But like it was just this instantaneous like even talking when they found out it was going to be a girl in the epilogue. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, like I'll play with it, like do the tea parties and the dollies <laughs> and everything like that. And Lisa was like, she might like sports. Like I was chucking dolls across the yard. Like, they were <laughs> like footballs. a football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, but it was just like, okay, cool. Then I'll do that. And it, ah, and just like the way she talked about how, when he was trying to, uh, when Mav was trying to feed Seven or something, and he'd go like, oh, I know, and then I would pretend to eat his hand, and he'd start giggling, and <laughs> it was just, like, those little moments of joy in being a father, too, yeah. and not just the responsibility of, like, oh, he stepped up to the plate to, like, provide right. and all that. It was, like, no, he, like, he was bouncing him, and he was, like, playing with him like he was a super, like, zooming him around the room like he was a Superman, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, oh. That just made I could, my heart I, like, could, I could not. It, it was so interesting, too, to see, like, obviously when we read The Hate You Give, you know that there's a part of Lisa that, like, still to that day does not like Aisha for a variety yeah. of reasons, but, like, but still loves Seven. Right. You know? And so I thought it was so interesting to actually see that dynamic play out of when he finds out that Seven is his, mm-hmm. Aisha leaves Seven with him, mm-hmm. and then eventually Lisa finds out that Seven is actually Mav's kid. Right. And there's this, like, massive divide, which makes sense. I'm, like, totally agreeing with Lisa here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I totally, totally respect her anger and her hurt. Um I just thought it was so, like, what a moment to be in when Lisa also realizes she's pregnant later. Right. You know? Like, how how hurt she still is with Mav, but she's like, I want this baby, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really liked <sighs> that scene specifically because she went over and Maverick was alone at home with Seven. Mm-hmm. And she goes over and she's, like, clearly upset but then you also, that's, I think, the first time you see her connecting with Seven mm-hmm. as, like, oh, this is Maverick's son, too. Yeah. And I, like, even though they were broken up, she still loved Maverick, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And so she started connecting with Seven. And it was like, oh, oh, you guys, you're going to have a really great relationship in the future, you know? And, was, <laughs> and I know for sure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I just thought, like, man, what a... For, for Lisa in that moment, like, what a hard experience mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, my God, I'm so mad at you for this thing still. But, hey, you're also you're the father of my kid. Dude, you know? also, like, having moments, I don't know. So, it's obviously, it's YA, technically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, dealing with some very adult, heavy, like, oh, yeah. gnarly shit. But, like, it's also weird I've talked about this before, but, like, reading YA now when I'm 23, mm-hmm. and it's, like, I can't connect. I was, like, well, yeah, you're a dumb 17-year-old. I don't know, like, 16-year-old. <laughs> but with this, it was, like, obviously, this is shit I could never imagine ever dealing with, and I'm 23. Yeah. So, it's, like, it wasn't – it's not YA in a cringy, like – 16 year olds becoming the leaders of like the rebellion (laughs) yeah of things you know yeah 
it's uh, very like no this happens and that in that way is like i i feel like it's realistic and raw and vulnerable oh, 100% and it but the thing is it's like even the age aspect of it where mm-hmm. it's like they're dealing with this at 17 and i can't even imagine dealing with this at 23 <laughs> and where i'm like i'm still a child holy shit no like i couldn't have a baby let alone i don't know all of the stuff is just insane um but yeah so the story was so good and i knew right off the bat like with andre i was like oh uh, so he's he we love him so he's gonna be the one uh, well and it's really 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 obvious too because you see a lot of in the very beginning of the book before Dre's death, like of the juxtaposition between King's relationship with Mav and Dre's relationship with Mav. Mm-hmm. Like King mm-hmm. is constantly being like negative and trying to pull Mav deeper into some bad shit. Right. right. And then Dre is like this little, he's like the little angel on your shoulder. Who's saying like, now you got to man up. You got a baby now, right? right. You, you got to you got to get out of this thing and we'll, I'll make it work for you and I'll help you with this. Like showing real support. You're allowed to cry. These things like that. So the second yeah. I saw that juxtaposition, I was like, "Oh, I'm my gonna heart's going to break." Yep. <laughs> I can feel that that's coming. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I also, okay, I was scared it was going to be like The Hate You Give where it's like that shit happens right off the bat. You know, mm-hmm. like Driving home from the party, the first couple of chapters, it's like, oh, okay, I'm already sobbing. Because it was like the first scene, they were talking about a party that was going to happen. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, they're not doing this again. Angie Thomas. She baited us. She baited us. She she so baited us. I didn't even think about that. I was so scared. I was like, is this really going to happen? But then it was worse because, like, we got to know Andre even more, Mm -hmm. too. And I was like, no, his... Like, he wanted, even the night that it happened, where he just wanted to give Mav, Mm -hmm. like, some time. He knew Mav was going crazy, and he was burnt out and exhausted. And he brought pizza, and he Mm -hmm. they were playing music together, and, (laughs) oh, it was just, he was so good. And it was interesting that, like, too, because he obviously wanted Mav out. He wanted Mav to be, get a job, like, work your ass off. I know the money's not great, but, like, that's better than what we're doing here like mm-hmm. drug dealing all that shit and but mav was also like you're such a hypocrite like you're driving this nice ass car and you can actually pay for your kid and mm-hmm. a wedding and stuff and and then like andre too was like do as i like i think they said at some point during the book like do as i say not as i do right and he goes like you're right like i am in it this is why i'm saying like please don't do this like I'm looking yeah. out for you. Like I'm in deeper than you are. Like I can't get out, but you still can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's like also watching Mav kind of go back and forth a couple times throughout the book of like, yeah, I don't want to be in this. I do want to be clean cut, clean cut. I want to be there for my kids because my dad wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was cool too, seeing his relationship with his dad, going to visit him at prison and stuff. Yeah. And it yeah. was drug related stuff that put his dad in prison. And um so it was I don't know, it was like it was like, okay, yeah, so I see why Mav is like quicker to be like, Yeah, I don't want that life. But then yeah. also to see him struggle with the money and especially as soon as Lisa got pregnant mm-hmm. and he was like, I 
I'm helping my mom. I'm taking care of seven. I also can't support my own lifestyle of like wanting new shoes and like clothes every once in a while. You yeah. Know? He's like, he used to be able to get stuff for himself and he couldn't do that anymore. And then also he couldn't pay the copay for the, um, uh, the appointment. Yeah. The OB appointment. Lisa's first mm-hmm. appointment. Yeah. And I think that was the moment where he was like, Nope, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like I, I, I need to make money. Yeah. I don't care what I have to do. I need to make money. There was a lot of, I think, almost more. I mean, I, I guess it's been a while since I read The Hate You Give, but I think there was more of an internal struggle in this book. Because, mm-hmm. like, in The Hate You Give, there was a lot of uh, Star being torn between speaking out because right. she was the she was the witness to Khalil's right. murder. And so there's a lot of questions being thrown around, but there's a lot of her feeling like, I don't know to what extent I should be speaking out. Because right. when I do, I'm no longer anonymous. And that's dangerous for in, like, physical ways and then also in her, you know, social life uh, mm-hmm. at her school. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, uh, Concrete Rose was a lot of of the same concept of Mav trying to make a decision where, like, I need to get out, you know, of, of selling drugs, but also... I need the money to support my family, like you said. Right, right. Um, and, I, and so I think it was an interesting divide now that we know, like, what happens in the future down the line for Star and for Mav. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And I also thought, like, the foreshadowing to what happens in The Hate You Give was really interesting. Because mm-hmm. it reminded me of a little of little things that we know, right? Like, we see how much Carlos, Lisa's brother, right. absolutely despises Mav. Yeah, and we re- we recall in the hate you give, they hate each other still. Be- and, right, and later in the future, right? Carlos is a cop, and mm-hmm. you know, and Mav is a felon, um, an mm-hmm. ex felon, and so they they butt heads a lot until like the end of the hate you give, where they have right. to come together in support of Star. Star, right, right. Uh, but I thought it was very interesting to see like the the beginning, the butt of that hate. You know, yeah. <laughs> well like the thing is like we didn't even see how the, i mean that hate started like they said in concrete rose like the minute they met and we didn't yeah. see when they met like we saw we just heard matt like reflecting on when they met and how like he was always looking down mm-hmm. or carlos was al- always looking down on mav but i think with um when it comes to like internal struggle like both these books each dealt with different internal struggles so it's like mm-hmm. Star was obviously struggling with, like, do I come out and say something? But I remember in The Hate You Give, a lot of it was her identity. And the, yeah. she was going to this rich, uppity white school and then going home to the garden. Mm-hmm. And that was a big struggle for her. And, like, the, her friends in the garden versus her friends at school and all of that. And so, like, there was that. I remember that being a big part was identity. Yeah. And then... With this, it, like, definitely dealt a little more with, like, the identity of – or, like, the issues of, like, that cyclical nature of poverty. Yeah. And, like, you do it for protection or, like, joining a gang for protection or – which, like, his dad set up for him when he went away to prison. Yeah. It was, like, that's the only way he was going to survive. Like, and so it, like, I think – because I remember that it was, that was definitely discussed like a lot in the hate you give, but this concrete rose just gave a much more 
I think, personal um, and, like, deeper ex- exploration of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and there was so much that I saw, like, obviously this is the point, right? The origins of, like, how Mav grows into himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, for example, his job at uh, – oh, what's the guy's – Mr. Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Wyatt at yeah, Mr. Wyatt's store, store, which you know he ends up owning later, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, which I thought was interesting, and how Mr. Wyatt is the person who teaches him how to garden yep. and how to grow roses. And I, yeah. obviously this episode never aired when we talked about The Hate You Give, but there was so much symbolism in With The, the Hate You Give about roses, Mav's roses, always. Like mm-hmm. how um, they would be too dry whenever there was an issue with star. Mm-hmm. or whatever like there was so much symbolism and I thought it was interesting to see that growth you know no pun intended um <laughs> in in concrete rose literally right where we see like at the end of the book Mr. Wyatt's like oh you know like I said roses can grow anywhere right you know they can thrive in any conditions well that was earlier on too when he was planting all of mm-hmm. the roses and he was explaining like yeah they have to get their roots down before the winter mm-hmm. but like once they get their roots down they can still flourish and thrive in any like environment or climate and stuff it's like so you got to give it a chance to like get it down and get itself like stuck in but then it can grow and it can be beautiful and it can thrive no matter what right. and which is like such an analogy to like or a metaphor for you know, someone, which is kind of what Mr. Wyatt wanted for Mav, is, like, you don't have to be in a gang to survive mm-hmm. here. Like, you can still get out. You can do it without that. So it's, like, being in this really tough, obviously really shitty environment where, like, that is the way that so many people can find money and survival and stuff. But Mr. Wyatt was definitely the advocate for it's fucking hard. You got to set your roots down. You got to stick in it, but you can be beautiful and thrive and come out in a really tough environment and be that beautiful, pure rose, you know? Right. Right. And I just loved how, you know, uh, just, I I loved his passion, Mav's Mm -hmm. passion for like gardening and how that started so young and how Mm -hmm. he was like, okay, when he's going to get his GED and take those classes at night, he's like, oh, I'm going to also get my certification. Yeah. Like, how cute. It's it's just so, so sweet. Um, And I think it it definitely showed a lot about, too, Mav's, like, caring character. Mm -hmm. You know? There's something about... Yes, yes, exactly. That I thought was was cute to see the origins of. Because we know he loves his garden and the hate you give. And so Uh it's just... It was like, wow, that feels like so... Especially coming from, like, a teenage boy... Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. Like, that's so... There's just something so sweet and pure about that. A, a, yes. a, the idea that he can care so much for something, you know, aside from his kids, right? Right. Something that without him could probably survive, but he puts the effort into making sure it thrives. And I just thought... Right. I just love that. I love Mav in general, which is too. why I was really excited for Concrete Rose in the first place. Before we move on to discuss the rest of the hate you give in Concrete Rose, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. All right, let's continue the conversation. So I also loved that I think he was getting it from Mr. Wyatt and Lisa Mm -hmm. of like, they were like, well, what do you want to do with your life? And he was like, I I just want to survive. Like that too was like, I just want to make enough money to pay for my kids. That's it. And Mr. Wyatt's like, oh, it was, he was like, well, I want to buy a new, um, I really like this line. He goes, I want to buy a new car street car seat for seven. And I want to get a double stroller for when, um, <laughs> our, my other baby's born and stuff. And Mr. Wyatt's like, that's a to to do list. That's not a goal. Yeah. And he's like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? And that kind of like sparked like, okay, well maybe be an entrepreneur. Like I, and then when Lisa saw that in him, Mm-hmm. Two was like okay that's like that's the person that i want too yeah that's what i was looking for exactly that was the missing a little, piece for us a little ambition a little drive a little like like i feel like that's just such a level of self-respect of like mm-hmm. i respect myself enough to want something for myself yeah yeah and that I think will was... obviously benefit his whole family eventually which like mr white said too was like Yeah, like, that can be, like, your own goals can still be about, like, taking care of your loved ones and stuff. Like, you know, I don't know. I I just, I really like that. Yeah. I think it also showed a character progression for him throughout the book, Mm -hmm. right? He goes from thinking on a day-to-day basis. I think it also had a lot to do with him, you know, selling drugs. And, you know, that that is the lifestyle he had was you don't know if you're making it to tomorrow. Right. And so I think that we saw by the end of the book he was like – no, I think I'm ready to be in a position where I'm thinking about what's going to happen five years from now. Yeah. Not just what's going what's going to happen if I make it to tomorrow, which was a lot of character growth on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And I just I loved like how strong Lisa was by saying like like she loved him. It was obvious she loved him the whole time. Of course mm-hmm. she was hurt, which I totally agree with. But also she was like, I have drive, I have ambition, and I'm I not settling better. for less. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want somebody who at least – we don't have to be on the same, you know, path, but I want somebody who's got a path. And know? also, like she said, near, it was in the epilogue too where he was like, this is what I'm going to do. And he was like, I don't have it all figured out yet, but I have like the first steps. Yeah. And she goes, that's fine. You don't have to have it all figured out. Like just something. Yoda's up here purring in the microphone <laughs> i don't know if you could hear that i could not but a little Uh-oh. kitty asmr never yeah. heard anybody um but yeah i and like that's everything it's like no like also you're 17 you don't have to have it all figured out but to just have you gotta have enough figured out where it's like okay i i have faith i have trust in whatever you're gonna do right. for yourself yeah uh- Oh, can we talk about Mav's mom? Because she is, I one, her. so funny. Mm-hmm. And two, probably, again, one of the best mom characters I've read mm-hmm. in a YA novel in a long time. Yeah. Uh, like, she was so funny. 
And yeah. just the way, like, her laughing at when Seven shit all over Mav yeah. for his first day of school. Oh, like, there's just some things that I think, especially, like, from a mother's perspective, is, like, that was karma for when you were a child and you mm-hmm. did the shit to me. Payback. <laughs> Massive payback. Like, the universe had that in its cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also just loved, like, you know, she finds out that... um Seven is Mav's baby, right? Mm-hmm. And was immediately like, okay, I mean, we I got gotta to. have another, I guess we gotta have another talk about condoms, but right, <laughs> but we we can we're gonna figure this out together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I also loved the the fact that like you know Mav was like, oh my god, I mean, I don't know how to change a diaper. Da 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 da. She was like, "I'll show you, but I'm Let's not going to do it for you." Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's a level of I think pr- maybe it's because, uh, like, I have a little brother who can't do anything for himself, right? <laughs> um, so I think it was kind of enjoyable for me to watch like a, a parent character be like, "No, figure it out. I mm-hmm. will give you a demonstration, but this is now your thing to do." Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I also loved how fair she was, you know, like mm-hmm. wasn't doing unnecessary like punishments in, in my no. opinion yeah. or was like, you know, go to the football game tonight with your friends. I'll watch seven. Right. Like these kind things I think we don't often see, especially, you know, it's really tricky when you're in a situation where you're a teen parent mm-hmm. because you have that level of you're not in necessarily an independent adult yet. You're still living in somebody else's house, usually with somebody else's rules. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays a lot into bad, often bad relationships between parents and children. And so I think it was really refreshing to see how, how Mav's mom handled everything and was showing like, like I, I am on the inside disappointed that, you know, you were not being, safe smart and safe when when you were Mm -hmm. um putting your dick around yeah literally more than (laughs) once uh Mm -hmm. but i also you know understand that you are stepping up to the plate to to be this baby's dad and that's Mm -hmm. that's something that we should say okay you're doing good that is the the bar Mm -hmm. (laughs) right (laughs) that is the bar that you're reaching but uh i i just thought her way of handling it was very admirable yes i also i appreciate it though because like she did she held it together too Mm -hmm. and then when she found out or (laughs) when they had to tell her lisa was also Uh, pregnant uh and it was when she went in to check on seven and she was just crying standing over the crib and she was like i failed like that moment of like she took responsibility and she was like oh my god i can't believe this is happening and this is a direct reflection on how I failed as a mother. Yeah, raising you the correct Exactly. To think correctly before exactly. you do something. Yeah. And so but so like while she was she was so supportive and she was like, but also very like, you did this, you're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be here to support you. You're not alone, but this is on you. Like if you can make a child, you can take care of a child. And but, like, to have that that moment for her where she did break down, I think, was very real because mm-hmm. it balanced out the, like, damn, she's really, like, she's got it really put together. And that made her, like, I think a more three-dimensional character yeah, in, yeah. in the story. 
I totally I agree. I totally yeah. agree. And I knew, obvi- I mean, like, obviously, right, we knew that they have a kid together, but right. I knew the second that they were getting it on at her mm-hmm. house, I was like, oh, no, 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 oh, no. I'm going to pull out, uh-huh, uh-huh, no, come on. Famous uh, last words. Famous, Just literally. be careful. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, because I remember, too, in The Hate You Give, Star was only, like, a few like barely not even a mm, maybe like one year or less younger than Mm -hmm. um seven seven so like it was gonna be then because (laughs) it had to have been then (sighs) oh man oh man what other like uh foreshadowing things were there oh 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 like when um shoot i don't remember her name but the girl is like also pregnant or had a baby and it's khalil that's what i'm getting at oh um the yeah. girl who's dating red or whatever it's red's right, baby right that is was khalil. khalil yes oh my god i didn't even make that fucking connection they said the name khalil <laughs> they did yes oh, okay i think i was I was, I did read this book all in one sitting, so I think I just overlooked that. I remember I was like, oh my god, which made that whole situation where, like, Red, or Red, uh, Mav is having this internal struggle of whether or not to, once he realizes that Red was probably the one who killed Dre, um, right. th- that added, like, an extra layer to it mm-hmm. of, of complicated feelings, because we know that, oh my god, Red is Khalil's dad mm-hmm. and that's scary and adds another level because we know what happens to khalil down the line i remember so khalil in the hate you give he pretty much lived with his grandma right mm-hmm. and he took care of his grandma and that's yes. how he got into like slinging mm-hmm. slinging and stuff because he was supporting her right and his his sister no but his mom his mom is a drug was addicted yeah 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 right i that just popped back in my head you're right yeah um yeah i was like damn and then did you notice like at the end like maybe in the last chapter before the epilogue one of the customers is like a a new mom and had twins and one of them is um devante oh yeah when she said devante i was like wait a second I like know that the name. Devante from from the hate you give what? Yeah, I just was really enjoying being like, oh my god, I know that character. <laughs> I know what's, oh. I know what's gonna happen then later. I um, really read this fast. I'm realizing. <laughs> um, I also, what was I gonna say? Fuck me. Something um, really profound. Um, it was gonna be profound. Yeah, I, no, I, I believe you. Um. <laughs> Hmm. Really? Hmm. Hmm. Let me forget. Sad. Hmm. Um. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so we also know one thing that I, I was kind of surprised. I guess, I mean, I guess why, like, I get why they didn't, it wasn't included in Concrete Rose. But we also know that Mav served time. Yeah, for and- King. Like, he went under for King. He went under for King. Yeah. And that was his way of getting out of the set, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I also, like, I, I'm sure they said specifically 
what that was, when that was in The Hate You Give. Mm -hmm. But I thought they were going to, like, I thought maybe his time in prison was going to be a part of this book as well. I did too. So when it was really wrapping up, I was like, wait. Wait a second. I was like, there's no way, there's no way that, like, he, I I wasn't sure what the timeline was, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for when, when he goes to prison. But I was like, man, he's just about to have these babies. And I feel like they had more of a, a little bit of a childhood at least before that happened they did yeah and he didn't go away for very long no i think i recall it was some kind of bust yeah and and because mav owed king that favor yep uh mav went down for it instead of king right which is i i also thought it was interesting to see king's character Mm -hmm. as you know a teenager Mm -hmm. um and also see their friendship like yeah, that hurt. King, his best friend. And, yeah, yeah. And then there's that scene towards the end where you know King's pressing the the piece Gun. to yeah, mm, yeah. And I was like, man, this is you know, and we see the the culmination of everything over time in the sorry the hiccups. Always I get the hiccups when we record. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, you see this culmination of all these feelings in the hate you give. When, you know, and like Mav says, like, it's from the moment that they realize that Seven is Mav's and not mm-hmm. King's, mm-hmm. that it becomes, there's a clear divide between right. them and their friendship. And then the hate you give, I mean, that that divide went deep. I mean, King mm-hmm. tried to kill the kids. Yep. By setting the store on fire. Mm-hmm. It's just, that was... man, that, like, that's how, how crazy, uh a wound like that can it's such a, change everything. Oh, I'm going to go like so psychology on this, but mm-hmm. like that's such a narcissistic, like he's, I think King is 100% a narcissist, like the way he like calls women females. Oh, 100%. And, the way, and he's and, insecure. And he, but he's like so insecure. But so what's interesting is with narcissists, it's like when they have those wounds of when somebody, when it like made them feel small in any way those mm-hmm. are like the way they deal with those narcissistic wounds are it's just i god i'm gonna come out real quick with this but like i know like my dad is a narcissist and like the way he behaves is like oh every psychologist ever has been like oh yeah he's a narcissist and like those are his wounds and those are his like little bruises on him you know that are mm-hmm. like he has to overshadow those in any yeah. way he can and like that is such a thing the fact yeah oh my god and oh it's so hard to read but it was so good and you know uh, what on the flip side of that also was hard to read for the same reason you um <laughs> you're stating now was toward the end of the book when mav goes to visit his dad in prison again mm-hmm. and apologizes and stuff and his dad's first reaction is to apologize back. Like, no, you were absolutely right for, mm-hmm. for saying what you said, because how could I have come at you saying, you know, how could you do this and be more responsible when I was, you're right. I was doing the same, if not worse things. Right. And I was like, wow, what's it like to have a dad who apologizes <laughs> uh, when he's wrong? Cause I don't think I've ever experienced that. Um, what's it like to have men in your life who have an ability to self-reflect <laughs> Quite and literally, yeah. <laughs> self-awareness. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I like teared up because I yeah. was like, wow, I, yeah, that was, it, and nice. I think that's a clear um, distinction, right? We don't see, isn't King's dad dead? 
Is he? I mean, even if he isn't dead, we don't see him having a relationship with his dad at all. And I think that shows a lot about, like, how Mav becomes the man he is. Is, one, he has a fantastic mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) who who very much exhibits, like, a strong female um, maternal figure. And also also his dad, who is willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Which I think a lot of dads struggle with. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think his mom also – this is probably – it's kind of like the stereotype, too, for black families is, like, having the strong mom in the house because, Mm -hmm. like, there are so many black fathers who are, like, in prison for drug-related things, which is obviously bullshit, everything like that, Mm -hmm. which is a a bigger issue to talk about, but – it's like that she definitely was that mom who was like, okay, I am the leader of this family, whether it's mom or dad or whatever. Like I am the support for this family too. Mm-hmm. But then I, I also love to that, like she found Mo. So yeah. she was finding her own love and pa- like, and she was like, I'm always going to love your dad. But like, I also needed to love myself enough to like, let myself be happy. I really I liked that but then also like like we're still driving to go visit your dad like you're not gonna just not see your dad either yeah right which I liked oh absolutely which because like especially like especially like how everything went down I think it would be understandable it'd be like no like fuck him yeah, but, and she also found like, love again so exactly there's, there's a difference between cutting those ties and acknowledging that she you still want your kids to be able to have an experience with their parent. Yeah. Because she easily, like you said, I mean, she found love again. She was like, like she said, like while he was in there, the whole world didn't stop turning, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she, everybody moved on kind of in a Mm way. Um, and I just had to move on without him. Right. And you know, Mav is, is navigating the world but also needs his dad and i Mm -hmm. thought that that was i just loved uh one oh i massive question in the hate you give do you remember his mom being gay i don't remember that was she still with mo i don't remember straight up i have no idea um because i feel like we would have remembered that (laughs) yeah but i have no idea I don't know. Because at that point, she would have been the grandmother. Right. In the the hate you give. In the sense of, like, an older woman. Not Obviously, she was right, a grandmother. Right, right, right. In Concrete Rose. But I just don't remember. But I feel like I should. <laughs> I feel like I would have remem- remembered yeah. that. Yeah. Do we know, was his dad out of prison? Was his I dad- don't know. I don't know. Because it was can't 40 remember. to life. Yeah. So there was a potential of him being, oh, yeah, he would have still been in prison, I think. Probably. Because I think. 15 years later, 17 years later. Yeah. Yeah, he would have still been in prison. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. I just thought. Would have been really... helpful to. Yeah. Do re-read. math and read it again. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I felt the same way. Like, as soon as I started reading it, I was like, oh, I bet I know who these characters are. If I, <laughs> I if bet I I'm missing something give. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember also, like, we've talked about this before, 
and I also think in, in another episode we've talked about this, but like The Hate You Give is one of those books where I think it should be required reading in mm-hmm. high school. Um, I agree. Yeah. Like I, I took a YA literature class in, when I was still a student and I recall we like had to give an, like suggest a book that we think should be taught to YA level readers. And I was like, oh my God, The Hate You Give. Like that, this Easy. is- Easy. That was easy, one of those books that, like, has so much in it and is so profound. Mm -hmm. But Um, also, like, easy enough for, like, still, like, heavy, yes, but easy enough for YA readers to digest and enough to get them to discuss things and think about things. And relatable characters, relatable issues, all of that. And, oh, it's just, like, yeah, it is so good. And I think Concrete Rose, too, did a good job, like, it. It's shorter than The Hate You Give by, like, a little over 100 pages, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did – I think the main star of the show is still The Hate You Give. But Concrete yeah. Rose was such a good addition to that the whole narrative and just an insight into the family. And obviously Mav is such a beloved character. And so giving more of Mav and everything like that. So – but so like I like how it was it it didn't come in to like steal the thunder from the hate you give. I agree. Yes. And I wonder if Angie Thomas will add any other books to this universe. Because I think there's definitely potential for it. Because she marked this one as zero. Like if you look at Goodreads, it says mm-hmm. the hate you give zero. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be like a prequel vibe. Right. Um so, so I, it could I, be a two. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a possibility for her to add another one in. And mm. I would be extremely interested to see if it's like, if it takes the perspective of like maybe seven instead of star or I was if thinking it's like their down little brother. the line. Yeah, oh, it could be their little brother. Yeah. You're right. Or if because it's like he's... Devante or if like we thought this was yeah. going to be, right. you know. I think there, there's think a lot of potential. Be, I think it would be so hard with Khalil's because, like, we know the end of his story. I think that would already. almost make it more painful to read, but I would yeah. absolutely Oh, 100% read I would read yeah. it. Yeah. I think with, like, making it about Mav, though, it's like his story is still open-ended. Like, yes, we know it mm-hmm. happens later on, but, like, I don't know. It, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd, I'd be super interested to see if she were to write anything else, and I would read it. I think there's I potential really love for the, Angie Thomas. I like her writing a lot, mm-hmm. but I think with I th- I would really like to see um, Star and Seven's little brother because they at the end of the Hate You Give they move to they move out of the garden, mm-hmm. and so it could be like he's going to be because he was like quite a bit younger. Yeah. And so, like, he would have a bit of a different experience in those formative years than Mm -hmm. his siblings. And I think it would be, like, the potential to explore that um, could be interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, Did you have a favorite line? I am going to exempt us from the hate you give because uh, this was before I used um, different colors for different feelings. So that book is all just tabbed, and I have no idea what my what they mean. mean. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, there was one. Mm, let me find it. 
Oh wait, <laughs> this isn't our favorite line, but this is um page two seventy one, and I just have things that like. I also I I should have a color code for it, but I don't. <laughs> but anyways, it was that like, he looked like a black stone cold Steve Austin, and <laughs> it's that. I mean, it's a um audio TikTok. from yeah. Well, it's from TikTok, but it's from the um the show, uh, The Good Place. Oh, and actually, Kristen Bell says it. Her character does, and um, I still don't know what the fuck that's referencing. I don't know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is, and I should probably look it up now because I tabbed it and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, wait, I know that." <laughs> uh, I really liked on page three thirty three. Uh, Mav goes. He plays with the string on my hoodie. Can't lie, I'm as scared as I was the first day I held him. Don't know mm-hmm. if that feeling's ever going to go away. Forget the world. He should have the sun, the moon, and all the stars, and they wouldn't mm-hmm. be enough. And I was like, I love Mav, especially because we see the dad he eventually grows into, too. Right. In The Hate You Give. And I recall just absolutely fucking loving him in The Hate You Give, too. Yeah. So just to see, like, that love that he has for his kids is there from the very beginning. It is. I loved reading about his love. <laughs> <sighs> What else? Uh, One thing I did like about King was, I mean, he beat up the Confederate-loving high school football coach. I wonder if Angie Thomas would ever give us a King book. I think that could be interesting. I don't know. Especially because we don't like him. him. Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing. So, you know, like, what what is his villain origin story, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, what brings him from this kid to trying to light a store on fire to kill children inside like yeah how did that character progression happen i also so one another addition to the rose metaphor Mm -hmm. is the if it's not helping it grow snip it off yes you have to tend to the thorn the all of the twigs and thorns and leaves and all of that Mm -hmm. if it's not helping it get rid of it and i which is like just such a thing for your life if it's not helping you grow get rid of it if it's a person if it's a habit a practice anything like that very preachy but also it's like oh shit yeah that's true <laughs> yeah absolutely um, i love the um page 153 junie um you read too many <laughs> books mav do something better with your time <laughs> like, uh, uh, I th- there was some very funny like one-liners in this book off the top of my head i can't remember a single one of them however yeah, there were some good ones definitely but there were some good ones where i was like chuckling like mm-hmm. oh what what they were it was like thanksgiving oh uh, and they were all like his whole family's over at his mom's house mm-hmm. and one of his was it his and, grandma who called yeah, out and, aisha in the oh, in saving funny too. saying grace yeah Oh my god, but the, when Lisa just fully airs all <laughs> Mav's dirty laundry to mm-hmm. everybody in the family. Oh, oh, and his grandma's like, that boy is fertile. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, I was he just dying. looking at these women and they're getting pregnant. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That was the line. I was cackling. Oh my god. There was so, especially because, you know, in those moments, right, he's like, oh my god, let me die, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm so embarrassed. Get me out of here. Um, but God, that shit's funny because you know just like that it's it's not secondhand embarrassment for him in that moment. It's like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
man. I, I like, too, the way he was processing Dre's death. Yeah. Like, he was kind of pushing it away. And then Mr. Wyatt helped him cry and, like, mm-hmm. feel that pain. And then it was, I have to avenge him. And then it was like, wait a second. No, like, I have to be there for my kids. And one line, uh, this was page 157. And it was, forget what them, I think, oh, he's talking to Sean. And Sean was saying, like, I will take care of avenging this. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, I support you staying out of this and taking care of yourself yeah it was um forget what them fools think you gotta live for you and dre now mm-hmm. you feel like you can do everything he didn't get a chance to do <laughs> and it was like i never thought of that yeah and i was like oh uh, uh. i liked sean too sean, and like um and then he got busted too but i don't know it was, i yeah i liked it um and then yeah there's so much there was one oh <laughs> lisa i love this um uh, when mab went and got the pregnancy test and she <laughs> goes thank you for getting the test for being so supportive although that's what you should do in the first place so frankly <laughs> i shouldn't thank you <laughs> like the bars on the like that's yeah that's kind of what i meant but like andy thomas is on the internet seeing all of the stuff that yes. people are talking about like the bar is literally on the floor like we yep. don't we don't congratulate men or thank men for doing what they should be doing. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting to read um, Angie Thomas write a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the core things, you know how we make fun of men who write women writing them a certain way? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. stop. So there's one thing I will say about women writing men, but I think it holds true uh-huh. anyways, is um, it was very clear in the beginning. Every time there's a woman who walks yep, by yep. and wearing Mav's, tight clothes or yeah, something. And Mav's like, I can't lie. I was looking at her ass. I can't lie. I was looking at her tits. Like, yep. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, is this the trope? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, super funny. Uh, did you have a song? No, I don't think so. Did you? No, I feel like I could have if I put my brain to it, but I was really just like, into the book when I was reading it like I didn't even really I mean I tabbed a lot but sometimes I take notes when I know we're going to record for the pod and I just didn't I was like mm-hmm. I, I just want to I just want to read it and I just want to yeah, be in enjoy. it I really liked the cover art I mean Me I think too. for both books I think they're really good me too. Um, and you know what's interesting is when I read The Hate You Give, I think I pictured Seven looking the like same way that Mav looks on the cover of mm-hmm. Concrete Rose like, have I was you... having a hard time picturing young Mav because I was thinking I already have an idea of older Mav right. in my head. <laughs> it's kind of hard to scale back. I was picturing – have you ever hmm, – it's a really – no, it's an, it's an okay show. It's like a teen drama called All-American. No. Okay. So I pictured the main character of All-American as young Mav. Okay. Okay. I don't know why, because, like, it's a similar thing to, I don't know, there are some um, similar aspects to the storylines, I guess, with, like, living in, like, a similar type of area of, like, the garden, and then, um, like, in the, like, that's the natural pathway for a lot of the people is to go and join one of the gangs, or, and that's the protection, and that's how you make money, and there really aren't a lot of alternatives, so... I think my brain just kind of went there because I, during the, near the beginning of the pandemic, I binge watched like that entire show. I love that for you. Mm. 
Uh, let's rate. Um, would you like to rate separate or together? Like rate the, just... the hate you give and conquer Rose together or separate? Leave. I think together. Okay. Just, like I like, I just think it was good. I think we can, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. Both. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Yep. I'm with you. I think, um, one, we're having a very good year in ratings so far. I Are think we the being... last... I don't know. Not are we not being critical enough? I don't, I don't know. know. I think we're just reading good books. I th- yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think we've just had so many recommendations that we've sorted through that we're just reading very good books or books that we know we're gonna like. Perhaps, mm-hmm. um, like I knew I was gonna like this book going into it because I like the hate you give. Like I, I yeah. knew it, I knew it was not gonna be a. Oh my god, this is so different. Although that did happen to me the other day with a book that I thought I was gonna like because I liked the first one. But oh yeah, that's um, sad. That was sad. But I think, like, we're, we're – it's, it's a good year for reading, 2022. Uh, I hope I don't come to eat those words soon enough. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. Uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I'm Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.